Today on The Family Vacationer, we're gonna explore the world of all-inclusive resorts and how they can be the perfect choice for families looking for a stress-free vacation experience. Episode 117 starts right now. Welcome to The Family Vacationer with Rob and Danny. Rob and Danny. The go-to podcast for families on the move. Welcome, friends. I'm Rob. And I'm Danny, and this is episode 117 of The Family Vacationer. We're really glad to have you guys with us this week as we look at all-inclusive resorts. Now, what the term means, what kinds of amenities, activities, dining options that you can expect, and much more. Last week, we were all about Tallahassee, Florida, capital city and college town. Definitely worth a visit, so please check that out. Several episodes ago, we also took a similar look at cruising. So make sure you go back and listen to that one as well on episode 113. Now, don't forget, you can also interact with the show on Instagram and Facebook on our website at www.thefamilyvacationer.live, and you can view the video version of the show on YouTube. That's right. For today's show, we've got you a primer on all-inclusive resorts. We're going to discuss the benefits of those resorts, from the variety of activities and dining they offer, to the convenience of not having to be nickeled and dimed to death every time you turn around. We'll also look at some specific resort brands and what makes them stand out for families with kids of all ages. Whether you're a parent planning your next family vacation or you're just curious about this type of resort, this episode will be full of insights and tips to make the most of your next family getaway. Joining us today to talk more about all-inclusives is Kim Motika. Kim's a travel agent at Star Stuff Travel and a mentor to other agents. She's going to share some of her knowledge with us today. Kim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're glad you're here. So let's let's kind of build a foundation here. When we see the words all-inclusive, what does that mean exactly? Such a loaded word, right? All-inclusive. That's that's always the million-dollar question. For the most part, and there can be some variation in this, but for the most part, when people hear all-inclusive, they think that their resort is included, their food is included, The biggest thing is that their alcohol is included. Mm -hmm. And that that can also mean your transfers from the airport are included in that package. It can even mean that your air is included in that package. But if you truly just stick to (laughs) all-inclusive, it's really the resort, the food, and the alcohol. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So you said variation. So does the term differ when it comes to like country to country or resort to resort? It does. Uh, Country to country, for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Resort to resort gets a little trickier for the most part. If you're talking about all-inclusives, which primarily when we talk about all-inclusive, we're talking about the Caribbean, we're Mm -hmm. talking about Mexico. Usually when someone says that, that's what they mean. So those brands typically are very consistent maybe a minor variation in amenities that are offered based on a location, um, a dining option that might be different because it's native to whatever country we're in, island we're in. When you talk country to country, a Star, which is a big brand name in Mexico, can be very different from an Star that's overseas. So that Mm. country to country would be wildly different. But I think when you say all-inclusive, people really think about Mexico and the Caribbean. And so for that, they're fairly consistent. Mm -hmm. Just not to throw anything at you that you weren't prepared for, but when people see European, European style, what does that mean exactly? 
That's a good question, actually. Even I took a long time to kind of break that down. And that's another <laughs> thing that can even vary sometimes. European, for an easy term, usually means nothing is included. That's their right. fancy way of saying it's all out <laughs> Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. So in your experience, what, if any, are the common misconceptions that first-time travelers have about all-inclusives? Maybe they've traveled, you know, even internationally, they feel well-traveled, but they're going to an all-inclusive for the first time. What are some misconceptions? You know, I think the biggest hesitation that I receive from travelers like that is that they really think it's not going to be a good experience. They believe that they are somehow a little subpar compared to what they are used to. And while I'm sure that there are examples of that being true, hmm. all inclusives have come a really long way and they have advanced it's incredible how different they are. So when I deal with a traveler who's maybe say, let's been to Aruba. Aruba is not mm -hmm. somewhere where we want to send a client to an all-inclusive. It's not the right way to do Aruba. So maybe mm -hmm. they love Aruba. They've been to Aruba. They're big foodies, which Aruba is known for. Now they have friends that are going to an all-inclusive and they hear that word and they think, oh my gosh, the food's going to be awful. The drinks are going to be watered <laughs> down. There's going to be people partying everywhere. It's like the Walmart of resorts. And it's <laughs> just not true. And, and I think that there was a time where that maybe held some truth, but we uh, have so many levels now from five-star all the way down. And when you work with a travel professional, it's our job to make sure that we ask you the right questions. So we know what your expectations are. We know where you've been. We know what's comparable to that. And if your friends invite you somewhere and we know you may be let down, we steer you away from that. So I think that's the biggest misconception is that somehow all inclusives are a dumbed down cheap, I hate that word, cheap <laughs> trip. And that's, it's just not true at all. No. Okay. Yeah, it seems like people in one or uh, one or two camps, like either they think, oh my gosh, I'm at a walled in resort where I'm not going to get out and see the locale, the, the local folks at all, or, you know, the people that want that all in one experience. It's, it seems like there's people who are on both sides of that fence. And, you know, I think they're, the reason that started is because when all inclusives first started, they started, first of all, they were originated in Jamaica. Fun fact, right. that's where all inclusives started. And so Jamaica is a, is a country, an island that you wouldn't necessarily go to and walk out the front gates of your resort. Mm -hmm. So that's true. there's an ideology around this that wherever they are, it's not a desirable location. And so therefore mm -hmm. you need to be more careful and again, these are maybe held some truth back in the day. They just don't hold that truth across the board anymore. So there's just an education process that has to happen there. Yeah. Okay. So you, you've mentioned several places, but where are the majority of all-inclusive located? The very vast majority of them are Jamaica, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. Okay. And it's really for one very big reason, they're the biggest. Those are the biggest land masses. So therefore they have the most options and they do very, very well there. They come in at a really um, dynamic price point. So you can really go to the top end for someone. You yeah. can find something more budget friendly. That being said though, there are all inclusives now they're dripped all over the place. You have to look a little right. harder for them, but you can find them pretty much anywhere in the mm -hmm. Caribbean. 
what happens though is that there are they're few and far between and they typically come with a rather hefty price tag because they're on islands that really aren't meant to be done all inclusively so they don't okay. pay for that so they offer it but it's not really how they want you to go so they they bump the price up quite a bit right well that's a good segue because i get this question a lot and i'm sure you do too are there any all-inclusives in the u.s and what is the deal with all-inclusives in the u.s it's amazing. You know, I never heard that question prior to COVID. And then after <laughs> COVID and people started traveling again, I, I heard that question so many times. Mm -hmm. There are all-inclusives in these states. I could count them and put them in the palm of my hand. There's that mm -hmm. many. Um, you know, I do my best, honestly, to talk clients out of them because personally, from my experience, they're not worth it. They're exceptionally right. overpriced. They're not in the most desirable locations. And so they're really more meant to hit a very small niche of someone who maybe doesn't want it, very nervous about traveling overseas, very nervous about getting a passport, very nervous about getting on a plane mm -hmm. and want everything packaged in. And yeah, so right. really that's the only reason I would even entertain it, but there's hardly any to choose from. It's not, it's not really something that's done in the U.S., yeah, we did a show on a dude ranch. Now that is yeah. a different. I mean, it's still, totally. I guess, considered all inclusive, but it's a little different than what we're talking about in this show. And I think that's the thing in the U.S. is that we can use the word all inclusive in the U.S. and kind of make that fit our narrative a little bit right. more. If, yeah. if you're dealing with a client who's been to a true all inclusive, then obviously you really have to explain the differences. <laughs> but you can find, you know, things in the U.S. that maybe include breakfast. Maybe they include a drink, some drink tickets, um, things like that that might be included that help buffer some of that cost. But yeah. a true yeah. all inclusive, very difficult to find in the U.S. Well, that used to be the whole reason, not the whole reason, but one main reason you go to Embassy Suites, right? You get breakfast cooked Absolutely. for you. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, okay. So I'm going to confess, I've not done an all-inclusive. So I, I'd like to know what are the common mistakes that you see from people who are first-time travelers to an all-inclusive? There's many that they make. Um, I think probably the biggest one that they make is that they think that because they've paid for everything prior to getting there, that they don't have to part with any money once they get there. Right. And that's not the case. Um, probably the biggest thing that they forget about and that it's important that travel professionals educate them on is that short of one brand, you need to tip you, mm -hmm. you need to remember to tip these people. You're getting service. It's no different than if you were here and it needs to be done there. You need to travel with cash. I usually tell my clients anywhere from one to $5 is a good range. If it's just a eh, service, then maybe throw them a dollar. If you've had wonderful service, compensate them for that. If you want to have a drink in your hand all day and never have to look for anyone, slip them some money as soon mm -hmm. as you sit down and you are set for the day. Mm -hmm. Big misconception is that gratuities are not, you know, given once you land and set foot. And that's just not the case. Yeah. Um, I think the other big misconception is that you can't leave your resort. You have to find this magical unicorn of a resort that has all of the things that you would ever want to do the entire time you're there because you're not leaving. You're never leaving your resort. Yeah. And that's also not the case. Most places have incredible stuff right outside the doors and we can arrange all of that for you. It's so simple. So mm -hmm. those are probably the two biggest ones that I run into. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk activities, but before we do that, let me make sure that our listeners know there are all-inclusives that are adults only that don't allow families, kids, 
to come to the property. So make sure when you're booking a property for your family that it is a family-friendly resort. But that being said, what are some of the activities that would be of interest to kids of all ages and adults? You know, it's a great question because, again, this is something that has really evolved in the last probably decade or so compared to what it was when I first started traveling with my children 20 years ago. Mm. Uh, almost anything you can think of, it seems anymore, is in a resort somewhere, even down mm. to dolphin excursions now on property. Now they may not be included in your price. It's an a la carte option, but those used to be the types of things that you had to leave to go do. And right. now so many resorts are bringing in these massive water parks. Some of the resorts it's yeah. included in your price. Some of them it's not, it depends on the resort um, where you used to just have more basic things, you know, snorkeling, maybe there was a lazy river. If you were lucky, you could paddle board. Um, there was basketball courts, maybe not even basketball courts. It was kind of a more basic line. And I, I, I feel that most clients I talk to, that's pretty much where their expectation lies. Their expectation right. lies fairly low when it comes to resorts. And when you tell them what the amenities are at, let's say a dreams property, their minds are blown. They can't mm -hmm. believe that all of these things are offered because now again, it's with this narrative of, well, I really don't have to leave the resort. Look, all these right. things here are, there's no reason for me to go anywhere. <laughs> but the purpose is resorts have gotten really good at catering to the kids, man. I mean, yeah. You don't have happy kids you don't mm -hmm. have a happy vacation yeah. and they need to have a lot of stuff to do so yeah. they've been really great at that and um and we're seeing more and more and more of it more and more sister properties sitting right next door to each other you can easily pass between the two of them sister properties that are adult only maybe next door but your family is right here and so you can do multi-generation and everybody gets what they're looking for so mm -hmm. They've come so far, all inclusives. There's really, I, I have yet to run into an issue where I can't find something for even the fussiest traveler or family. Yeah. Yeah. And resorts aren't stupid. I mean, they know, right. you know, they would much rather you they keep the money in the resort, right? So they're going right. to give you more and more things to do where you don't have to leave for sure. Absolutely. Every time you leave, you're taking dollars out of their pocket. So a while ago, we mentioned gratuities. Um, are there any resorts that do handle gratuities in a different way? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. So when you do a package at an all inclusive gratuities are part of the fees that you're paying. Okay. And most resorts, the majority of them, you want to tip additionally on top of that, like we spoke about, because it's right. very small and, and you should be doing something. But there is one brand where they call it ultra all inclusive and they're actually not allowed to receive tips from you. And oh. that is Sandals and Beaches Resorts. Okay. So they're at, they're getting a higher amount. Let's hope that's what my heart believes. That's what they tell us that they're getting a, they're getting a higher amount of gratuities from us. Now, that being said, they have a level, a category of room called Butler suites. And if you have a Butler, you, you do tip your Butler. So that is one of two exceptions where tips are accepted mm -hmm. Butlers and spa. If you have a spa service, it is okay to tip the spa. But if you're just at the bar, getting a drink, if you're having dinner, your normal porter taking your luggage to your room, they are actually going to refuse your tip because they've been taught that. Okay. So while I don't tell clients to necessarily stop trying in typical fashion, they're going to say no to that. And that is just something that's known with the sandals and beaches brand, which is nice 
for clients because they do know what they're getting into then. There's no extras coming in. It's really all packed in. And it's something that we need to explain as travel professionals. Mm -hmm. So just going in on that a little bit more, if you have a butler room and are are you going to have the same butler for the entire week? Do you tip him daily or something at the end? How does that work exactly? That's a great question. Um, So with sandals, you usually have more than one butler. They'll split the day. Typically you have two unless somebody has a day off and then maybe a third guy hops in there somewhere, but usually it's two. Um, We, I tell my clients, and I think the majority of uh, travel agents tell their clients, you tip them at the end, you base it on your stay. And a good gate, it depends on how long you're there. You know, if you're there five days, I think it's safe to say somewhere between a hundred and $150 is a good tip. If you're there longer, then adjust accordingly. But they really at sandals, lots of resorts have butlers now. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to confuse people, but sandals, their butlers are different. They are, I mean, red gloves, white gloves service. They are truly the best of the best. And Mm -hmm. they deserve all of that because they, they make such a difference. So when you tip them at the end, it's usually just something that you give them at the end. You want to split it between the two people, an envelope for each or three, mm-hmm. and, and base it on who spent the most time with you. If you, you know, if your butler during the day was the one who did the brunt of what you needed, well, then that's where the good majority of your money should go. So yeah, right. no different than if you were tipping here. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about beaches and sandals. Uh, mm-hmm. They're sister properties. What's mm-hmm. the difference between the two? A great question. Beaches is their family-friendly resorts. And sandals are adults only. And so um, in most cases, there are only a handful of beaches right now. There are more coming soon, but they are only um, in two locations in Jamaica and Turks and Caicos. And um, so if you you know, have clients that are looking for a family, all-inclusive, ultra all-inclusive experience, then they want to go to beaches. And when you have your adult only, then you're talking about sandals. Okay. Now, do you, of the two, have you gone to both of the beaches resorts? I have not gone to both of the beaches resorts and it is on my bucket list. It's really (laughs) sad that I haven't, we were scheduled to go in 2020 and we all know what happened there. So yeah, yeah, but they are really, truly fantastic, incredible properties. They come with a big price tag, but they're one of those things that if you want to feel like you're getting a vacation, that is a little separate from being mom and dad the entire time. This mm. is where you go. They cater to your kids and it allows you to truly have a vacation within a vacation. Um, and But you pay, you know, you pay a good price for that and it's worth every penny. Mm-hmm. So if you've got kids that are like, you know, for me, I've got a 21 year old, I've got a 12 year old, I've got a seven year old beaches. Are they going to have activities for that entire age group? I mean, for, you know, Absolutely. from one to the other. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, your younger ones are going to get involved in their camps and you're literally going to say bye after breakfast. And then maybe you'll (laughs) see them at dinner. They may not even want to hang out with you then they'll be gone all day doing their own thing. And it's, it's such a great experience for them. They make friends. I mean, they have the best time. The older ones, they're going to be doing all the same stuff you're doing. So they're right Right. out there playing beach volleyball with you. You guys are out on the paddle boards, you're snorkeling, you're getting ready to take your scuba stuff. Like you do it all with them, which, you know, again, what a fantastic way to split your time with your kids. I'm like you, Rob, I have a 27 year old down to a 15 year old. It's different. (laughs) Like you, you're a different person to them. So it's a great way to be able to get that vacation within vacation. Everybody gets what they need and it's wonderful. Yeah. Awesome. 
So you mentioned a bucket list. I'm going to bring it back to that for the last question. Are there any all-inclusives that you have not visited yet, yes. oh, but okay. that you and your family are wanting to check out? Yeah. Yeah. Margaritaville, man. I am, I'm not a Jimmy Buffett fan. I, I don't really have a great answer for you as to why this speaks to my soul. Yeah. I am obsessed with Margaritaville and I have yet to go to one, but I'm going in July. I'm going to my first <laughs> one in, in Orlando for my okay. daughter's sweet 16. We are nice. so excited. Yeah. I have it on my vision board right here to my left. Mar I put it up this year, Margaritaville, no more excuses. It's time to go and actually start <laughs> checking these up. Wherever they are, whether they're in Mississippi or in Belize, Mm -hmm. I want to go to all of them with my family, some of them without my family, uh, <laughs> four of them without my family. Let's list but those they, names now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Margaritaville is like the ultimate flip flop drink in your hand, relaxed. Mm -hmm. That's what it speaks to me. And that is my type of vacation. I work really hard when I go on vacation. I don't want to get dressed up. I don't want to be fancy. I want to hang out and relax and that's everything they embody and so i believe yeah. that's where i'm destined to be i'm, I'm going soon i think we're going to need to plan a follow-up show about this yeah uh, I don't for know sure why, you know maybe from margaritaville maybe. yeah oh, absolutely love that. love that so so what i have to ask i know you can't really you're not really sure why margaritaville is pulling your interest but what made the orlando stop the first one that you're going to visit that's a great question. So yeah. my daughter, who's turning 16, she, we give them the option. Do you want a party or a trip? Bless their hearts. Both of them said party or both of them said trip. <laughs> okay, so we're nice. going on the trip. And she said her punch list was, I want a beach. I didn't quite deliver on the beach, mm -hmm. but she wanted a location where we felt secure enough that she could walk around with her sister and go do their yeah. own things, go shopping, go get something yeah. to eat hang out and have a great pool and feel like you're on vacation without going too far. Mm -hmm. And so that's where Margaritaville in Orlando came from outside of the beach. It does have a Sandy uh, entrance. I was going to say, so, yeah, there's, there's yeah. sand there. Sand. So that's there's you know technically, technically you can still. I'll put like a wave noisemaker on behind her as she walks in and so she <laughs> yeah. can it in her hair and go, but yeah. That was how we came across that one. And it's it's a great property for that. It allows the, the teens to feel like they're doing their own thing without mom and dad. And we don't have to feel so nervous because it's a secured gated property. So it's a real uh, it's a real win. And we're staying in a cottage. They have cottages there. Ooh, Got nice. Like a three bedroom cottage thing happening with a private pool. And Ooh, yeah, we're fancy yeah. guys, we're really fancy for this one. And there's, sure. I could be totally wrong, but there's a water park at that one, right? There is, there is yeah. a huge okay. water park there. So yeah. she was excited about that. She, she did stipulate no theme parks. So we are mm. not allowed to even speak the names of the theme parks that we will be so very close to. <laughs> she is theme parked out. So, but she loves her water park. So yes, it's not included in the price though, but yes, it's there. Awesome. Some great information. Kim, yeah. thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Oh, guys, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. It was nice to meet you. Thank you, you so much. Hey, everyone. If you're ready to plan your next family vacation, call my dad. He would love to help you as a certified travel agent. He never charges a fee to help you plan your vacation. Email him at rjones at starstufftravel.com. Get started planning your vacation today. And that's it for this week. Join us next week as we hit the beach, Wilmington, North Carolina, and Carolina Beach. 
Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it. Till next time. Thank you for listening to the Family Vacationer. Make sure and subscribe to hear more of Rob and Danny.